I'm a little bit of Southern, and I'm a little bit of West Coast, and together we're the Nashville Darlings. We're so excited to have you with us. Um, so, Roxanne, what's been going on? <laughs> I feel like it's been forever since I've seen you. It's been a solid month, I think. Close to it. With Memorial Day, vacations, 4th of July. So, yeah, it's nice to be back in person. We are back in the studio together, face-to-face. And everything has been good. I feel like the holidays really mess up any sort of schedule that you try to have. You say holidays like it's Christmas and Thanksgiving. And so when you say that, that's what I think of. Is that really? It's why I gave you a funny but look earlier. But it is earlier. a holiday, though. I mean, it's a holiday. I think when I think of the holidays, though, I think of, like, Christmas, the winter. Yeah. So when you said that earlier, I was like, what is she talking about? Well, I celebrate <laughs> Christmas in July, don't you? Oh, I'm just kidding. As long as, <laughs> as long as there's Amazon Prime Day, we're good. That's Christmas. Isn't that today? It is today. Gosh, yeah. Uh, well, my wallet won't be happy. Um, so, anyways, Leslie, you had something very exciting happen recently. You were you were somewhere very exciting, I should say. Where were you? Uh, so, let me preface this by saying, when we booked this trip, the trip was supposed to be us going to Charleston, South Carolina, because that's where we plan to retire, but we're going to look for homes now. Obviously I am still in my thirties. I'm not, not going to be retiring anytime soon, (laughs) but we're ready to buy property. We're ready to find it now. Um, and you know, rent that out, do whatever we need to do. So that was the plan. We were going to go to Charleston for two weeks with the kids, kind of figure out where we want to be. I went to college there. So I'm familiar with the town. Um, but he, my husband is not. So long story short, it's midnight, you know, on a random Wednesday night, and my husband's scrolling through, and he was like, gosh, these Airbnb prices are just so expensive. It was going to be, you know, I was like $8,000 for 10 days in Charleston. And so somehow he kept scrolling south on the map and landed about um, about an hour south of Tulum, Mexico. And he found this gorgeous Mexican villa, um, came with a chef and um, a housekeeper and a groundskeeper. And it was going to be cheaper to stay there for the 10 days, uh, with all meals included and all this good stuff in the, in the jungle. And so he booked it and I was like, what did you just do? That was not our plan. Uh, so yes, we just got back from Mexico and it was, Oh my gosh, it was so hard coming home. I'm still, I'm still saying C for yes. Mm-hmm. That was all the Spanish that I learned. <laughs> Just C, C and no. <laughs> uh, funny story. Our housekeeper Miriam, who was absolutely. Just wonderful. If I could have brought her home, I would have brought, she's just so nice. Um, I had to ask her for lime. And so my husband is great at the conversations where he pieces Spanish and English together and he makes it work. Spanglish. Spanglish. Yes. Uh, David is, was the English speaker. He was the chef. And so Miriam was not. And, but it was just her and I, and I had a Corona and I was like, lime. Well, I don't know if you guys know this. Lime in Spanish is lemon. And so she tries to hand me a lemon and I was like, no, no, no. Lime. (laughs) And we're just both staring. And I even show her on Google Translate and we're just not getting this. And so finally I said, cerveza, lime. And she goes, ah, Cece. And she brings out lime. It was fabulous. We had a private beach. It was 
It was perfect, yeah. Oh, isn't it limon? Limon? Lemon? For lime? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I Roxanne Margarita, you're the Spanish speaking one. It's really sad. I actually don't know that. I hope my dad won't listen to this podcast. Um, so, the photos that I saw, though, you were in the jungle. We were in the jungle. So, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce this name. So we were in the jungle. The road was incredibly bumpy. Um, RIP to the brand new suburban that we rented while we were there. That thing was beat up. (laughs) Um, still had plastic on it. And so, but we were, and so our, our neighbors were two miles away. If there was even one, two miles away. And then, um, at the far end, which I guess you could take that road all the way to Belize, which is pretty cool. We obviously weren't going to go that far. Um, but we did stop in this little town called Punta Allen that at one point had been like a booming little tourist town and it had like docks and ports. And I mean, but at this point now, I don't know if like a hurricane came in and took it out. There's only like 400 residents there. Um, a lot quieter than it used to be. Yeah. And, but it's weird cause people are like, well, are you sure you want to go to Mexico? Like, is it, you know, and just freely drive and stay in an Airbnb, you know, not at a resort. And we've always, I mean, we've been to several cities and we've always felt so comfortable and even walking around in like Punta Allen in the, like the neighborhood, like mm-hmm. we were in like where people were living. We never, we never felt unsafe or, you know, yeah. worried. It was, I mean, a cute little town. It's, it, it looked amazing. And the fact that you had a private chef now, was it three meals a day? He could three, do three meals a day. Three meals a day and snacks and all the drinks. So we never made our own margarita. He always made them for us. So how does that work? Do they live there with you? So we found out that they stay there when there's guests. When there's not guests, they go back to Tulum and they stay in their own. I think David and Miriam were are married. Oh, okay. I think that's what I gathered. Again, Spanglish. <laughs> I don't know. So I think that's what I think. I think they were married and they live in Tulum. And so um, they come and stay. There is a staff house on the property. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which, disclaimer, if you ever go to the east coast of Mexico in the summer, it is just invaded with seaweed. So in some of my pictures, you wouldn't have been able to tell this, but wheelbarrows, like multiple throughout the day to get, because it's so humid that it just multiplies. Um, which, I mean, it didn't stop my kids from swimming in the ocean and we would go to these beach clubs and, you know, where there was a much larger beach. So the seaweed was less abundant, I guess, mm-hmm. but it was, it was so amazing. Would you go back there? I would go back. I would not go back with kids. Really? Yeah. If you've ever been to Tulum, it is not. Is it not kid friendly? I haven't been. Um, so it's this very small, like road where like just enough of two cars and it's like all of these beach clubs and smaller hotel. There's no real like resorts or anything like that. There's smaller like boutique hotels. Um, and so it was, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon, if we would leave the house, it was an hour drive into Tulum. Mm-hmm. And so we would go and kind of spend the day at like a beach club. And it's, I mean, it's the younger crowd who were ready to party. And <laughs> it's like some young girl just gets on this guy's moped and she's drunk. Like, like we can see her. She, and I'm just going, no, stop. What are you doing? And she just hops on. And I'm like, that's not, I don't know that's going to end well. And then that's where I guess you can tell your oldest this is what not to do. Absolutely. I said, that is what you never do. Yeah. <laughs> never. Yeah. And don't drink the water. 
And don't drink the water. Yeah, no one got sick, huh? No one got sick. I did get Good. sick the last time. I did not get sick this time. Oh, so that's, nice. that's nice. Good. Good. Yeah, when we were on our honeymoon, we went to Cancun. And poor Matt, two days in, got, oh, what do they call it? E. coli. E. coli or mm-hmm. um, Montezuma's Revenge. And that must be like the fancy slang term. That is what, that. yeah, that's what they call it. He got the Montezuma's Revenge because I think he had ice. Mm-hmm. And people don't think about that. Just because you don't order the water, you got to be careful well, about I the know ice. in Tulum, they would, like, all of it was bagged ice. So oh, good. I think there was twice while we were there, we would get, like, this truck delivery of water mm-hmm. and then a truck delivery of ice. Oh, yeah. that's good. Okay, yeah. that's that's the better way to go. I would assume the resorts would do that or have some sort of filtration system. They do. I think the problem can also be with, um, I don't know if like the actual water that comes out of the faucet, hmm. like oh, yeah. the shower so, uh, is what can get you. Like if you happen to get a little bit in your mouth or something mm-hmm. like that. And then for him, he didn't drink the water the entire time, but I know he, he re- distinctly remembers ordering like a soda and it had ice in it. And I think it was not probably bagged. Ice. I think that's what got me. We went to a restaurant and it had ice in the cup Yeah, and I, it was not the bagged ice, which I think is much different. You can tell. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it sounds like you had a lovely time. Yes, Are you happy to be back? Uh, was I, it like at the end of the vacation, you're like, I'm ready to go home. Or were you like, I could stay another four days. <laughs> uh, I missed my bed. If I had had my bed, I would have stayed another four days. Yeah. Yeah. We could buy we could buy a house there. Oh, that would be nice. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Until that's a home. lot to manage from afar. Can you imagine? No. Yeah. No. Uh, well, Leslie, let's talk about our woes and wins for the week. Why don't you go first since I just gave you a mouthful of Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> I loved that mouthful of Mexico. It made me miss Mexico. Um, okay, so my woe. I'll try to keep this short. Um, Legos have taken over my life, our life, our house. And Carson has really grown to love Legos. He is so smart. I buy him the little creator kits and he, he pulls out the instructions and he does it himself. Wow. He's four years old. That's crazy. And I'm so impressed by him. Obviously I have a child genius on my hands <laughs> and we want to foster it because he's really into that kind of stuff and building. And that's what his dad does. And that's what his grandpa does. Like, you know, but the problem is with Legos, there's so many pieces and then the Lego never stays put together. It ends up broken apart, falling apart and all over the house. So if I step on one more Lego, does he have a Lego table? They make Lego tables. No, it's, <laughs> it's prime day <laughs> with, for the little Legos. Cause he used to have one for the bigger Legos. No, I think they make the Lego tables for the smaller tables, but even if it's, even if it's for the bigger, well, bigger ish ones, aren't there like little pockets around the table that they keep those pieces in? Yes. He, and so he had that for the bigger size Legos. The thing is, he never used it. The thing is, is he'll get a new Lego and he wants to fly it around the house because it's usually a spaceship or a new robot or whatever. And so he's 
running around the house with it, putting it in different situations, and then it ends up oh. broken apart. <laughs> and then, so it's in the kitchen, in the living room, in our bedroom. I mean, it's everywhere. So that's my woe. Have you played the, if you don't come pick this up, I'm going to throw it in the trash game? Oh, yeah. And I oh. vacuumed them up. <laughs> you vacuum them? Your I vacuum. do vacuum them. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the vacuum doesn't seem to mind. It's like, it's... Your wallet but, does. <laughs> but here's my thing. Speaking of vacuums, I was thinking it would be genius for someone to create a Lego vacuum. Right? Um, disclaimer now, this is going to be a patented idea. Step yes. away. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. I get 10%. And actually, on if you Google Lego vacuum, there is one. But it's tiny. It's this tiny little vacuum with this tiny little hose. And if you know anything about oh, Legos, yeah, like there's like bigger pieces. Yeah. No. So someone needs to create a bigger vacuum with a bigger hose. And bonus if it can sort them. I think you're asking a lot now. Well, you know what? There's a lot of really smart people out there. Carson's they could just get on it. That would be great. So that's my woe. Um, and then my win this week is, okay, Carson is at a really cute age where he is having all kinds of conversations with us. He, at bedtime, in the bathtub, when he has Matt and I one-on-one, in his little voice, he just wants to have these long, drawn-out conversations, and he's oh. giving me so much insight into his life. His life that you live with him? Yes, but, well, life when <laughs> the he's way at he school. Sees it. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, that kid's weird. Oh. <laughs> or she played with me today, but then, but then she hit me. And then I pushed her. And then I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm hearing all the drama of school. I'm hearing what he thinks about people. And it's the cutest thing. To like have real conversations. Have real conversations and like his insight and what he's thinking. And he can go on and on and on and on and on. But I'm just trying to soak it in while he still wants to talk to us. And it doesn't last long. Unfortunately, no, I know. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. So what about you, Leslie? All right. Woe so I'll start with my woe. Um, Barrick is my youngest. He is six and he has learned how to order off of Amazon. And here's the thing. My older girls, I'm constantly buying them shoes or outfit or makeup or accessories Um, And I feel like I spend a significant, or I have always spent a significant amount of money on them because they're girls. Because he's a boy, he doesn't ask for the, like, there's no princess dresses or, you know, he's always been very content with what toys he has had. Um, Basically, he gets them at Christmas and his birthday. and, And then he's happy all year. Like, he doesn't ask. Well, but he's learned how to browse Amazon. And so he ordered this... $149 robot off of Amazon. And my mom was like, you should have sent that back. And I didn't send it back. I let him have it. And I'm afraid though that like, he's going to think he can do this all the time. So that's my woe is, I don't, I don't know. He's learned how to shop on Amazon and it's a bit frightening. Is there a password that you can put or like, isn't there a setting 
where they have to enter in a number code in order for it to, because I think parents have had this problem before with Amazon. I'm definitely gonna have to look into that. I think though that my talk about how, hey, it's okay to want something and it's okay for mommy to order it for you. Let's just do it together so that I'm aware of what we're doing mm -hmm. and what we're purchasing. And I think maybe he grasped that concept. I mean, I don't know. It's been like a week. Um, <laughs> so it's been a week and he hasn't had my phone. So, um, so we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I kind of, I feel bad cause I don't ever buy him anything. And I'm like, okay, what's, you know, what's a robot, you know, every now and then I feel horrible because I, well, it's probably cause Carson's an only child. I feel like we're buying him stuff all the time. I was like that with Addison. All yeah. the time. Toys everywhere. So... New things. But something's got to entertain him because they don't have a sibling. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, Barrick is a smart little kid. Smart little kid. <laughs> so uh, my win is I got... Um, Maybe I should have flipped these. I don't know. <laughs> my the win woe is, is the win and the woe is, is the woe. <laughs> the, my win is that I got Addison off to cheer camp this morning. Um, she's a freshman now. Well, I guess we'll be a freshman. And so they had cheer camp. And that is very stressful. She definitely is a very, like, I need the bare minimum, you know? And I'm like, I'm an overpacker. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we should find the middle ground here because I would rather you be prepared than not prepared, mm -hmm. even if you don't need these things. Um, so we'll see if she can carry that bag up the, the dorm stairs. They're headed to the University of Alabama. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, she already texted me, and she said, the sorority houses are huge. And oh I go, God. slow down. We're Georgia <laughs> fans. <laughs> well, you are not going to the University of Alabama. <laughs> Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But I was, that was a success for me this morning because it's been stressful leading up to that point to get her there. So. I can only imagine. Wow. Yeah. It's been a good week. It's been a good week. Yeah. Right back into reality. Ready for a routine and normalcy. I'm ready for routine. I'm ready for normalcy. I'm ready to get back into just the grind of things. All right. Well, talking about the grind and the real estate grind, tell me about that time that really happened. Okay. So this was pretty recent. I had this nice family that I was showing homes to just regular homes in residential neighborhoods. This is more just an embarrassing story. Like a couple times that we were looking at homes. I happened to wear flats. And also this happened to be two showings where they also invited like their cousins and their aunts. And so like mm. the entire family was there. And so we're walking around, we're just checking out the backyard, like tiny little backyard. What do I do? I step in a huge mud pit. Oh my gosh. And it hadn't even been raining. Well, it's Tennessee, it's always wet here. Yeah, that's, so I was, so my foot is completely covered in mud. It's like stuck in there, in my oh. shoe, everything. And of course, I had just cleaned out my car. I had no uh, extra shoes and I had no napkins. I had nothing. This is why you don't clean out your car. Well, lesson learned, <laughs> but not really because then I did it again. Like a week later, we are at another house and I literally ruined another pair of shoes because I stepped in the only mud pit that existed in that lawn and also it had not rained. So yeah. I think that I don't, I try and catch myself. I, if I'm wearing flats or sandals, I don't walk in the yard. 
Like I'll kind of just wait around the corner for them or I'll walk through and if I see them walking around towards the backyard, I'll cut through the house. And I think the reason for that is... Because um, you've stepped in mud pits before. I have, stepped in mud, <laughs> I, have stepped, I have stepped in mud pits, but also I don't... Um, I don't like leaving the front door. Like, for instance, if we walk out the front door and they, like, decide to go walk around the back, I don't like leaving that front door open mm-hmm. and us walking around the back. And then who knows who's going to, like, walk through. And Like, I don't know. I have these weird fears. Um, also, I don't sense. like snakes. I ran in, I've ran into snakes at times in people's yards, so I avoid that as well. I mean, that makes sense. I, I think I more so tend to walk around the house because I also want to hear their conversations that are happening. True. Okay. And I'm also looking at things, you know, I'm kind of scoping the house out too. I'm not giving my opinion. That's for a home inspector. But if I notice something blaring, I might point it out. That's probably why I was outside doing that. Yeah. Well, as you're looking up at the roof, you're also going to have to look down at the ground. Well, and obviously I don't do that very well. (laughs) So two pairs of shoes gone. Two pairs of shoes. You could have cleaned them. No, man. They were like one was a suede pair. Oh yeah. You're done. Not coming back. Other one. I think I was just so grossed out by it. I just tossed them. You leave them on the side of the road. No. (laughs) Who leaves their shoes on the side of the road? My car had just been cleaned out and it was clean. Those muddy shoes aren't getting in. Leslie, you don't leave shoes on the side of the You never know who's going to need a good pair of shoes, Roxanne. Well, that's... Okay. Well, that's very... No, I'm just kidding. I don't leave my shoes on the side of the road. <laughs> so, disclaimer. If you ever see shoes on the side of the road, they're Leslie's. They're, they're not mine. No, they're not mine. But... Just kidding. I have been known to ruin a pair of shoes as well. I know. It's disappointing. What about you? So, uh, gosh, <laughs> this really happened... Um, I had this couple call me right before I went on vacation. Um, if I start crying during this, just, this was the most recent vacation. This is the most recent vacation. So this was just three weeks ago. I had this couple call me. They were going to be all cash buyers. Um, they really wanted this home. In fact, when we were there the first time at the showing, we were there for two hours. We came back the next day and I wrote the offer, um, with them and it was another two hour showing. And so... They really wanted this house so much so that they even told me like inspections don't matter. We have to have this home. It's absolutely perfect. Now the price point on this is enough to make you sick. So, um, but it physically made me sick when this happens, but so we write it, the offer's accepted. I let them know, Hey, let's get inspections in early because I'm leaving for vacation. So inspection was on Monday. I was leaving for vacation on Wednesday. I mean, they had every inspector in the middle Tennessee area out there. If there was an inspection that could be done, they were doing it on this home. And rightfully so. They're paying cash for this home. It is an older home. So uh, I leave for vacation. They know I'm leaving for vacation. I spent the first three days negotiating all of the repairs that they didn't want and this purchase price and, and getting it knocked down and yada, yada. And so the first three days of my vacation in Mexico is absolutely so stressful. Well, we finally reach an agreement and I think, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We move up closing. So the day that I come back from vacation, the next day closing is going to happen. Um, we've made it through all the inspections, inspection periods done. We just have to get to the closing table. So the morning that I'm leaving for 
to come back home to the United States. I don't have service in the jungle. So between the home and Tulum, there's no cell phone service. So as soon as we hit Tulum, my phone, you know, dings like multiple times and it's them. Hey, you need to call us. We don't want the house anymore. And I'm thinking, all right, wait, hold on. What's happening? And so I call, they had probably spent a total of 14 hours. I think I added up. It's like 14 hours spent in two weeks at this home getting contractors, quotes, inspections, all of the above. Like they have everything they need. And they call me and they say, or I call them and they say, we, we don't want the home. We just feel like it needs too much work. It's going to cost too much money. If we're going to spend this money, we might as well just go ahead and buy a million dollar home. Um, and of course, I'm just like, wow. The first part of my vacation was spent dealing with them. And then now I'm headed home and I'm, I'm, ha I'm still having to deal with this. And it was just, it was an absolute nightmare. I felt so bad for the seller. Um, and I get it, but it was like, Oh, I've never had a deal fall apart that fast. So, right at the very end. Right. I mean, day before, I, that's never happened to me before. Do you, was it cold feet maybe on one of their behalfs? So, um, I think so because they had never lived together before. Um, oh. and they've been together for a very long time. My opinion is they weren't ready to live together. Hmm. Yeah. And I think somebody, somebody backed out on cold feet. Yeah. I've heard of it happening. It's never happened to me. And I just watched this, you know, five figure real estate commission go down the drain on the yeah. day I'm coming home from. Oh, I'm so it, sorry. It was nauseating. So uh, that was my, uh, that, that really happened. And I'm still, I'm still like processing. I mm -hmm. think you're still reeling from it. Yeah. Cause I've yeah. sent them home since then and they haven't responded. So oh, I think I wonder if there was something well, between well, them, you so. know, real estate drama. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think one is probably very mad if I had to guess. Really? Yeah. Cause the home itself. Beautiful home. Beautiful home. Beautiful location. Um, oh, man, the scenery around was gorgeous. The space in this home you weren't going to find anywhere else. Not in this town, you know. So it had redeeming qualities. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just needed yeah. some TLC, some yeah. updating. Sounds like a personal issue. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Leslie, there will be another one. There will be another one. There will one. be another one. This week, we are so excited to have Taylor Riggins in the house for our Nashville Darling of the Week. For those of you who don't know, Taylor is a realtor and she also has a farm, a working farm. And Taylor, this is one of the things that I absolutely love being on Instagram for. Every single time I see your story pop up. I know I'm going to be able to watch something either really funny about the farm or a cute goat story or something like that. Um, so welcome to the show. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself, just a little bit of background on what you do and who you are? So I started farming before I started real estate. So I've been in the farming world for about five years now. My husband has been in it his entire life. Um, real estate, I've been doing for a little over three years now. Um, I've been in Dixon County and Humphreys County for the last five years, but 
my life didn't really start until that point. So here I am in my 30s trying to figure it all out. What type of farm is this? If you ask my husband, he might have a little bit of a different answer than me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Hold on, hold on, because I'm going to laugh at this and say when I met Taylor, it was supposed to be one thing. And as we continue to watch Taylor grow, more things are added. So go ahead. <laughs> I'll just warn everybody, chicken is the gateway farm animal. If you get chickens, just be prepared because then you're going to want guineas, then you're going to want turkeys, then you're going to want a goat. You might throw in a water buffalo. Who knows? So um, we are in Humphreys County right now. We just bought an 80-acre farm out there. Our goal is to buy as many parcels as we can at a time around us. Uh, right now we are a meat goat farm. So we supply people with goat meat. I know that's kind of a taboo thing here, but there is a market for it. Uh, my husband eventually wants water buffalo. Believe it or not, that's what we're doing. Uh, that's our next year goal. But we are just in the startup of our farm, which is obviously the hardest part of it. So we're in the trenches right now, but we uh, we have big plans for it. Um, can we also note, because you also said that you are selling goat meat, Taylor, what's one weird thing about you <laughs> with you owning a farm? What do you not eat? I don't eat meat. <laughs> I find this to be so bizarre. I have a freezer full of elk, goat, deer. I cook it every night, multiple times a day, actually. I just don't eat it. I've been that way since birth. My mom and dad were both vegetarians when they had me. So they decided, well, you know, we'll make a little vegetarian child. And when I got older, I tried it a couple of times, made me like so, so, so sick. So I just decided it's better off. I don't try it. And my kids eat it. My husband eats it. I she supposedly, cooks meals. I supposedly make the best bacon, but I've never eaten it. <laughs> so what about when you're cooking it? Do you does the smell bother you? It smells delicious. <laughs> it does. I can't lie. I'm like, that must taste really good. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That is so interesting. Now, what about, I have to ask, like, what about the goats? Because you post the cutest stories. Are they just a bunch of rambunctious, like little rambunctious children? Like, what is it like having goats? Girl, you just, you don't even know. <laughs> it, they cannot behave. They won't behave. And just when you think you've got it figured out where they, they can't misbehave, they'll challenge that. So they keep life interesting. I can't tell you how many times I've opened the door and I've got a goat on my front porch. And I'm like, <laughs> how did you get here? Where did you get out? Let's go figure this out. <laughs> they, they keep it interesting to say the least. And you have your kids working on the farm, too, with these goats. Like oh, yeah. they, I think we saw a post of Sophia getting a goat out of a <laughs> fence, right, with its head stuck or something. Yeah, I won't say what she did after she got the goat out, but yes. There was there were some words said to that goat, but yes, they're little rebels. But I mean, honestly, like when it's kidding season and we have all these little babies around, I'm just like, I love it here. Like it's heaven on earth. It's so fun. So, Taylor, you also, you know, you have the farm. You're also, you know, you're a mama, but you are also a realtor and you're a very successful one. How in the world are you balancing having a farm, being a mom and also running a successful real estate business? 
So I gave up the illusion of I can balance everything a long, long time ago. There is no such thing as balance. If you're a work-at-home mom or a farming mom or just any mom, there is no such thing as balance. You cannot be firing at all cylinders all the time. So when I'm doing my business or I'm, you know, grinding it out with the farm, my health might go to the side. Or if I'm investing more time with my kids, my business might suffer some. You know, that's just how life works. So instead of me trying to tell myself, like, let's try to get this balance, let's try to get this balance, I say, let me give myself some grace right now because there is no such thing as balance, especially when you're a working mom, stay-at-home mom. It doesn't matter. We oh, all juggle so much. Man, I think I needed to hear that today. <laughs> there is no such thing as balance. Because I think yeah. I really needed to hear that today. That was good. I think that's something that you don't hear often. It's okay to not have the balance. So I also think I needed to hear that as well, Taylor. I mean, I think with, it's so true. I think with moms, we're expected to balance all of it. Dads can just leave the house and they're good with that. You know, like they're, they're gone for 12 hours. But well, and social media tricks us. You know, we follow these people we aspire to be like or, you know, relate to. And we think that they have it all together. In reality, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm such a mess. And like if we openly talk more about that, I think women will feel more would feel better and less mom guilt because we all don't have it all figured out. And even when we look like we do, we do not. So true. And Taylor, this is a total like side note. One thing I've loved, because actually I have not had the opportunity to spend much in-person time with Taylor, and I want to, um, but one thing that I love about you, Taylor, is you are so hysterically funny. Um, on Instagram, I love how you and I had this back and forth of food that looked disgusting. I don't know if you remember this, but we were sharing <laughs> back and forth <laughs> And I was like, I love that I can connect with her on this thing. I think it was a soup charcuterie or something. <laughs> I'm still learning to pronounce that word. Soup, yeah, soup charcuterie. Um, and then there was the butter board. Yeah. That's disgusting. Unless it, Paula Deen's in it, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Should we jump into our rapid fire questions for Taylor? Yeah, so we've got some farm rapid fire questions for you. Just three Three quick answers. Well, I, I guess one's a two part. So what's the worst animal to have on a farm? Guinea. All right. What's the best animal? Oh, a guinea. All right. Now you're going to have to break that down for us. So they play <laughs> a dinosaur and a chicken mixed together. They sound like an alarm clock and they are your alarm clock, but they eat every single tick and flea on your farm. Oh, wow. We're going to have to get one now. For the I'm house. warning you. I'm just gateway um okay we have this five thousand dollar y'all this is ridiculous dog pen that we had to purchase for our two big labs and i joked the other day that since we're not using it for the dogs now we should use it and turn it into a chicken coop yeah and I, a lot of people do that yeah but if it's a gateway to a farm and having goats and other things that poop i don't want it i got four kids you'll love it okay all right, what's the one farm tour that you do not like to do? Cleaning chicken brooders. See, this is why chickens are the most nasty mm -hmm. animal, and people just love them, and it's so funny to me. But yes, cleaning right, chicken brooders. But you have why kids we're not for that. Taylor, how often do you have to do that? 
How often should or do? No. Uh, <laughs> no, once a week, depending on their age. Okay. No, so mm. my kids are out of diapers and stuff. Like, I don't want to add more poop to my That's life. why they clean it for you. Oh. I've taught mine how to use a pressure washer. It's great. I'm going to send my kids to your house for a week. I will, I will use them. <laughs> All right, and last one, best advice for a female who's jumping into farm life. Don't ever learn how to do a chore that you don't want to do. Because once you learn how to do that chore and your husband knows you can do that chore, that is your chore for the rest of your life. So if you don't want to haul manure, don't ever learn how to haul manure. I think that is genius. I'm now going to implement that. And I don't even work on a farm. That's just really good advice overall. I suddenly don't know how to take out the trash anymore. <laughs> yes. It's the paint fumes. Yes, the paint fumes have gotten me here. I don't know how to clean the oven. It just, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Darn. Well, thank you, Taylor, for taking time out of your busy mom real estate farm life to come sit with us for a few minutes and tell us all about your goats and the kids and real estate. We appreciate it very much. Thanks for being our indie for the week. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, so we're going to dive into our Southernism this week, and we are talking about how, according to Leslie, <laughs> you're giving me all the blame. <laughs> I'm just kidding. According to many people, uh, <laughs> Texas, Texas is a different South. And now me not being from the South, I, this goes completely over my head. So Wait, have you been to Texas? Yeah, I okay. actually did... Um, I spent about six months in DFW. Oh, that's because right, you were training. Back in the day, I was a flight attendant. And, I mean, it wasn't the most exciting of times, nor the most exciting area. And it probably not to fun. offend anyone. but <laughs> <laughs> And I probably didn't explore it as well as I could have. I think we got let out to go see Austin. And I really liked Austin. I have to say... I would go back there in a minute. Actually, I am going back there in October. Um, but, like, explain to me how Texas is a different South. Because to me, it doesn't, like, what's the difference? Like, or is that an offensive thing to say? No, no, no. So, Texas Southern is a lot different than Southern. Um, and the reason for that is, and I didn't learn this until I married a Texas guy okay like for instance even their country music is completely different um they call it like red dirt road music mm -hmm. i don't quite get that because tennessee has red dirt roads mm -hmm. and texas has brown dirt anyways i'm just so if you could compare it if you could compare it to like a country artist what is texas country and what is this area country <laughs> So Alan so Jackson, like Kenny Chesney versus Kenny. Okay. Or Alan Jackson versus Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan to me is more Texas. Kind of like, Oh, okay. yes. So even like their barbecue, the first time I went to visit Texas with my husband, his family, they got barbecue and they brought it in or whatever. And we're all there and swimming and, and my kids are starving mm -hmm. and they're going to make barbecue, but like with everything they eat tortillas. So they were going to make got these, that like, Mexican influence. Yeah. So they were like, they're like, Oh, we got brisket. Ah, uh, and I was okay. like, 
I just kind of looked at my husband. My kids are so upset because they're so hungry, but this is not barbecue. Like this is not what we call barbecue. It's different. <laughs> it's, it's not the same. And so they're so upset. I'm pregnant with Barrick. And so I'm super hungry and I'm like, this is not bar. Like where's the barbecue? Um, yeah. So it's just, there are just different things like that. I mean, Texas is just Texas. Like their cowboys are even different. Like cowboys in the South here um, are, gosh, I don't want to offend anybody. They more are like, but you're on the side of like redneck. Okay. I wouldn't say that Texas has rednecks. Maybe. So I would say they're like real cowboys out there. They are. I feel like I saw a lot more of the boots, the Wranglers Mm -hmm. and the hats in everyday life in Texas. Yes. And here we do that for dress up. Like that's a country boys, nice way of dressing up for a Friday night. And also like if you go into Broadway on a Saturday night, it's almost like there's been a, like what you would see in Texas is what downtown Broadway looks like sometimes on a regular basis, on a regular basis now, because it's kind of like that. I don't know if that's a Texas influence here or if that's just what people think a cowboy looks like. That's just what they think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's different. They've got like real cowboys. We have Southern boys, country boys. They don't need to wear the cowboy hat here. No, they wear their camouflage baseball hats. You're right. Okay. I'm starting to understand it. And no, and no, um, no disrespect. Disrespect because I love a good country boy. Hey, we're just having an honest conversation (laughs) where she's trying to explain to a West Coast person the different Souths. Um, what about, okay, the food I kind of get because I feel like that's what we would call Tex-Mex. Yeah. Um, gosh, though, a good Texas breakfast taco. They call them burritos here. Like, it would be a, equivalent to a burrito. Yeah. But they are so good with, like, some chorizo and mm-hmm. cheese and egg and potato. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could eat that every day. See, I feel like um, probably on the West Coast... <sighs> We didn't really have barbecue. Like there was, I mean, there's a lot of food that I haven't found replicated in Tennessee. Not saying I'm trying to find that, but I haven't found it here. One being really, really good Mexican food, like very authentic Mexican food. So that's the thing. So here, um, it's more like Guatemalan. Yes. We have a lot more... Guatemalan to come here and that's kind of what you find. And it's delicious. It's just not the same flavor. And I also feel like mm, in, in, on the West coast, maybe we felt a little bit more of that Texas Tex-Mex influence as well as the authentic Mexican food. But we didn't have really like the kind of barbecue that you get here in Tennessee. That was new for me. All right. Well, I think I have a better understanding now, Leslie. Yeah. I mean, Texas is Texas. Yeah. It's just a whole other beast. It really is. It's a lot of cowboy hats. But real cowboys. All right. (laughs) Everything's bigger in Texas. I think. I hope. Anyways. Just um, Yeah. So, all right. Your (laughs) counter offer. Tell me your counter offer. What is one thing you'd make better? Um, I would currently make the state of fashion better for women. Um, I went into my closet the other day and I decided that I wanted to burn everything to the ground because I hated everything that I own. 
I didn't want to wear any of it. You have the cutest clothes. Thank you. You're welcome. At the same time, you know, though, you walk into your closet and you're like, everything is awful. Outdated. Outdated. (laughs) By two weeks. (laughs) It needs to go. So I decided to do a little bit of online shopping and it seems that everywhere I wanted to shop, all the shirts are crop tops now for women. I think they've been that way for a little while. But I'm like, bring the bottom of the shirt back. I agree. Who's to say that I have a midriff worth showing off? Because I don't. No, I have a mom belly. Like, you know, gotta cover it up. The audacity of these fashion designers right now, I don't understand. And then I even went to Facebook and I found in one of my mom groups, someone had asked this very question, which is kind of where I got this idea from. Because I agreed with her about the crop tops. And she said, I need to know where women are shopping right now. And people were listing off Zara and uh, The Loft and Ann Taylor and, I don't know, other ones. So I went online to all those places. And I, I don't know. You got to go to the Zara <sighs> store. Okay, is that what it is? Because you look at those Zara models... And they look like they're about to fall over. No, no, I love Zara. Um, Do you really feel like when you Mm -hmm. go into the store, it's a lot different? It is so much different. Yeah. Okay. I love their clothes. I will say, though, the quality doesn't hold up as long as... I mean, you have to think, like, we're so old that I still have American Eagle jeans that are in perfect condition from when I bought them back when I was, like, 23. Now, can I fit in them? No. But I, like, handed them down to my daughter, and she's wearing, you know, the straight leg, skinny, whatever. Yeah. Um, jeans. And they, they last for forever, and it's not that kind of quality. Yeah. I have two shirts that I absolutely love from Zara, but they're falling apart. Really? Yeah. But they do. They have, they have the longer shirts. It's not all crop top in there, so I do appreciate that. Okay. Yeah, because the online shopping is really scary on Zara. I would never know what to pick off of there. And then the Loft and Ann Taylor, personally... I didn't feel like I was there yet. Have you ever shopped at either of those stores? Yeah, are we going to get in trouble for mentioning these stores? No, I don't know. I don't know. No. Um, I feel like they're like Chico's Talbots. Yeah, they're more mature, and I don't feel like I'm mature yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But another store that's great is like Beachy, but I also yes. feel like it's a lot of crop. Like it's, which kind of takes me into mine, which kind of ties in with yours, mm-hmm. is that like the pant sizes don't fit the same no. at every store. If we could just all agree on like a universal pant size, that'd be great. Because what yeah. I am in one store, I'm like four sizes up in another. It's ridiculous. Wildly different. Yeah. Yeah. And then I even tried going the Amazon route. I started following some of these Amazon influencers who swear that they get all their fashion no, they there. Don't. They That's do not. And then I found another one who said that she's buying her jeans at Abercrombie. Yes, I do buy jeans from there. So those are good? Oh, yes. Because I remember when I was 16, I was buying jeans at Abercrombie. I still buy jeans, yes. But you have to get the right size. And so I feel like that's just one where you have to go to the store, too. You have to go in there. Does it still smell like cologne? It smells the same as it did when you were 16. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I miss that smell. I do, too. I hate washing my clothes because then, like, the smell goes away. It was the best smell. I know. Okay. Well, I guess I have to make a trip to the mall. Yes, you have to make a trip to the mall because pants don't fit the same. Okay. What's the best mall? Cool Springs. 
Green Hills, I don't know, no, Cool Springs. I feel more comfortable at Cool Springs. Um, so to give reference to this, Cool Springs is in Franklin mm -hmm. and Green Hills is in Green Hills, which is closer to Nashville. And so Green Hills has like the luxury brands. Not that I couldn't go into any store and buy what I wanted out of that, but you just feel more comfortable. Like Cool Springs are my people. Cool Springs just has like the regular good mall atmosphere, right? Mm -hmm. Now but there's not even a food court at Green Hills. Well, that's... I know. I need some Chick-fil-A and I need Great American Cookies. I don't <laughs> understand why this is so hard to understand. <laughs> Wait, Great American Cookies? What's that? You have never had Great American is that Cookies. Like, is that like... Um, it's the cookie Annie's? version of Auntie Anne's. Oh, Auntie Anne's? Have you never had Auntie Anne's either? No, I do. I have. But I... Okay, so the big thing was Auntie Anne's had the pretzels. Right. Great American Cookies. I used cookie. to get the pretzels. Great American Cookie is the... They make all different kinds of cookies and cookie cakes. And then they've got like the double doozy cookies with like the two cookies and the icing in the middle. You're missing out. I've never heard of Great American Cookies before. Oh, you're missing out. You're going to have to go to Cool Springs. You're going to have to get Great American Cookies. I steer clear from food courts though. I feel like they like went downhill. I don't, I don't know. I haven't spent Not at much cool time at... Okay. Well, they even have the Sbarro pizza that I know every mall still has. They do? They still have it. See, it's been a long time since I've been in a mall, obviously. So. Yeah, I mean, we can online shop now, and then I keep everything that I have, and I never send it back. Now I have a whole drawer filled with jeans that don't fit because they're all different sizes that I never returned. I keep everything in my car. Well, don't clean it out because I'm not going to have it have when you so step it up. <laughs> I have so many things in there that are just never getting returned. Well, anyway... Well, those were really good counter offers, and I think this was a really good episode, Leslie. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. We are excited for episode four. We are so thankful for everyone's support since launching this podcast, and if you want to show your support, subscribe. Find us on YouTube and Instagram, The yeah. Nashville Darlings. Alrighty, see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode of The Nashville Darlings, please subscribe and find us on Instagram at The Nashville Darlings.